Game Changers is supported by Music Master Scheduling. The guys at Music Master have made it easier for you to check form guides and music logs. And by the way, if you're a content director and you're not spending, I don't know, at least 20 minutes on crafting your messages for the day, then you really are missing a key element of the role. Uh, with Music Master, you can load up your own view of the day with an analysis on the screen showing the key metrics that are driving your station strategy, whatever is important for you. Essentially, this instant analysis is giving you a snapshot of your station's vital signs in one one place and on demand. Here's the thing. Your station is unique, isn't it? And Music Master will customise to fit that uniqueness. Version 7 of Music Master is now available and you can check it out at bit.ly forward slash Music Master is everywhere. Radio Game Changers, a podcast that explores the world of radio and audio communication. Here's your host, Craig Bruce. She is the host of a killer new drive show in New Zealand with Clint Roberts on ZM. She has videos with millions of views and a social footprint the size of LeBron's size 16 Nikes. <laughs> Took me forever to write that, Brie. Brie Thomasall, welcome to Game Changers. Mate, can you just do that every time I walk into a room? Uh, that's it. Just a nice little introduction. <laughs> That'd music be great. Underneath here. I can feel my head swelling under my headphones. So here we are in New Zealand. I know. Welcome, welcome. How are you feeling being here? Tw- is it 12 months? It's close to it. Yeah, over. Yep. I've been, I haven't been on air for 12 months, but I've been here for over 12 months and uh, been on air, I think, around nearly seven or eight months now. Uh-huh. And congratulations on the show. I mean, I know I'm a little biased, but I, I think it's one of the best shows either side of the ditch. It's, uh, it's creative, it's inventive, it's brave, it's funny. Um, it's and and it's eight months old. I mean, there's just so much potential still. Appreciate that, Craig. I'll pay you your fee later. <laughs> no, that's so lovely. And to be honest, um, overwhelming to hear come out of your mouth, Craig. To be oh, honest, thank you. Um, a big decision to move here. Tell me about the pros oh, and God. cons list. What I, did it look like? What was on either column? I get I get tired um, thinking about it. Um, Probably one of the hardest decisions I've ever had to make in my adult life, yep. to be honest. And it wasn't one that I made lightly. Took about six months uh, to make the decision. Um, I was at SCA doing a breakfast show on the Central Coast with uh, Daniel Gaunt. Yeah, good uh, friend of yours. Good friend of mine and uh, a truly talented broadcaster. Um, and I loved doing the show there. And we had momentum and the show was going really well. Um it was it was a hard decision because there was pros a lot of pros for both situations mm-hmm. I think. Um, what was the thing that made me make the decision in the end? I think it was I Craig and you would know me. I have all these ideas in my head. Some of them quite large that people would say you're batshit crazy. Um, but I just have all these ideas that I want to do. Um, and I want to create this stuff that's never been done before. And I saw the opportunity here in New Zealand to potentially maybe do some of those ideas over the next couple of years. Yep. Where in the market that I was in with um, CFM and SCA, I didn't see that happening over the next couple of years. And that's what I think pushed me over the edge in terms of making that giant leap to coming over here to who knows, it could have crashed and absolutely burnt. Um, but I just I couldn't live with myself knowing that I had that opportunity and I didn't take it. Did you talk to Jace Hawkins in the lead up? <sighs> Mate, he's the one. Chewed his ear off. Did oh, you? he's the one that bloody convinced me yeah. in the end. And I, I honestly, what did he say to you? He just said to me, 
I can't even remember the words that he used, but he was like, he just said, he goes, I know you'll do really well here. And he really sold me the dream of, you know, he loved his time here mm. and he got to do some amazing things. And he said, he goes, I know um, you're a big kind of dreamer in terms of content and ideas. And he goes, mate, this is the place to come and do it. Yeah. Yeah, I, and uh, it's funny, Gemma Fordham had said that to me uh, a few years ago when she was here running the group and I was trying to get her back to run Today FM and, and she was saying the New Zealand radio market's incredible mm-hmm. in terms of its uh, creativity and you know, second time in five minutes, but that word braveness, there's, a, there's, they, yeah. there's just this um, – Openness to try anything and to give anything a go. Just balls to yeah, the wall, really. Totally. It's an amazing and, and such a competitive market. I mean, you think about Auckland, you know, it's essentially the size of Brisbane. It's got 16 FM signals. So everyone's got a dance partner. So yeah. ZM has a format exactly the same across the road in terms of music. And then you re- replicate that with Hot AC, with uh, the soft ACs, with the rock formats. It's an unbelievably competitive oh, market. Oh, super healthy competition. Yeah. So yeah. the ideas are, are the difference between shows working and not, right? Oh, I totally agree. And the, the shows that are on the air is what um, I think people tune in for here mm. in New Zealand. Mm. Yeah, for sure. So um, you had four years with Gondi, Good mate. You were flatmates in Brisbane before you worked. Yes. Yeah. How did that go? We <laughs> you were a were you a Black Thunder pilot or what do they call them? Yes, then? Nova um, Sandmen. Oh, all right. Yeah. In Brisbane, they were Sandmen. Everywhere else in the country, yeah, they were the Casanovas. Um, I was a street teamer and I was doing everything I bloody could, Craig, to get my foot in the door. At one point, I think I cleaned the toilets there. <laughs> oh, that's mate, anything I could do to earn a buck and keep my foot in the door um, at Nova, I was doing. And um, yeah, we met there at Nova, and I was doing demos with some another guy actually. And Gaudi, um, the nosy guy he is, actually went into the computer and listened to a few of them. Yeah. And then he approached me and said, "Hey, I've heard your demos. Do you want to do some demos with me?" Right. And I said, "Let's do it. Anything I could do, I was keen." Yeah. So you did Saturday mornings with him. Saturday Sundays. Oh, both yeah. days. Right. Yeah. Okay. And then we filled in a few a few times for the breakfast show there, Ash, Kip, and Lutzi when they went on holidays. Right. So you were great mates, but you're both really strong headed. You had lots of arguments along the way, and nothing nefarious or or, or or anything that was um, too sort of damaging. I'm imagining. How did you deal in the early stages with? So as you said before, you've got big ideas, you've got really strong views and concepts on how you want things to sound. Um, why did you keep tripping over each other in those early stages? Oh, God, Gaudi and I are like bloody brother and sister, him and I. Um, we just, I think our personalities, I think we're probably a little bit too much alike right. in some senses and then very different in other ways. But it was actually the turning point in our relationship where we just kept butting heads and we actually did this piece of content on air and we went to couples counselling as a piece of content mm. and it actually really helped us. <laughs> and um, we kind of, I think we got better over the years, but What did yeah. you fight about? Oh God, what did we fight about? Um, did you fight about ideas? No, well, I think in the beginning maybe yep. and then I think as we worked more and more together, we got more and more supportive of each other and when he had something he really wanted to do, I'd back him on it and then he would do the same for me. Right. But um, to be honest, just absolute bullshit, like nothing serious, yep. just absolute crap, Craig. Yep. But 
it'd just be little things and then if you don't talk about it with each other, they can turn into something bigger and then you don't talk. And then So eventually we learnt that the more we air stuff, mm. the better our relationship and the stronger we would get. Mm. Yeah. Tell me about your, uh, your new at-work husband, Clint Roberts. I'm a huge fan of Clint, as you know, and, and there's a couple of things I really like about him. I think um, he's got great radio common sense, yeah. which is incredibly uncommon. You know, there, there, there are... He just is very instinctively smart around around making good radio decisions, um, and I can't tell you the amount of times that I've listened to your show and and I'm thinking I'm wondering what they're going to do with ah oh, look they've just turned it into this or you, you know as a programmer you're thinking okay is this show going to work on an angle or an idea around this yes. particular concept and nine times out of ten you do and and it's a combination it's a group and we'll get on to Ben and Ellie shortly but he has great radio common sense is that how you um, uh, see it? He is such a good friend of mine already mm. and he's such a great guy and I truly am blessed that I get to work with him every day and our producers. Yeah. We've got such a tight-knit team and I think Clint and I are very similar in terms of um, the type of people we are. So the friendship we have off the air, I'm so thankful and grateful for it and it makes it very easy to have fun and create a show where we're both having input and we're talking collaboratively together. Yeah. So I, I think my favourite thing about him is just the person that he is, mm. if that doesn't sound too wanky. Yeah, no, it doesn't. I, I get it. And, and I mean, the reason I'm talking about it, because I, I think it's so important for any team to have, um, uh, uh, you know, whatever rapport, chemistry evolves and, and each team it can look a little different, but mm. you've got to kind of work out some middle ground and common ground for each other. The, the other thing that I, I have noted with Clint is um, he's a really generous person. Yeah. Uh, and I remember clearly uh, the Channing Tatum um, moment where uh, he's commented on the fact that uh, – did, did you get him on the phone? I can't remember. That. So Dean McCarthy, who's a very good mate of mine who works over in Hollywood, yep. um, I have been getting him to do our um, entertainment news, yeah. which we're very blessed to have him as a part of the show. And he emailed our producer actually and said, I've talked to Channing on the red carpet. I didn't ask him about the movie. I just asked him about Brie because mm. he follows her on Instagram. And I did not see that coming on the show, and Clint uh, presented that really well. But Clint, um, the thing that I loved about it was that Clint seemed as excited for you as you were. Yeah. Oh, he genuinely was, yeah. yeah. So that idea, I mean, see, for me, I think Clint has worked out, um, and I, I hate speaking on his behalf because I don't know this for sure, but I, I think he knows you're a fire, firecracker. I think he just knows that if I light this up and get out of the way, something really good is going to happen. Yeah. And... Um, <laughs> And, you know, it takes a level of experience and intelligence and generosity to be able mm. to get to that point. And I think you found a really, really good partner in that respect. It's crazy to see because I remember pitching ideas when we were first starting the show, Craig, and oh, <laughs> the look on Clint's face wasn't like, what the fuck is going on? But it was a little bit of that. He was kind of like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen here. Mm. And he, you could see the trust wasn't there, mm. but... Now, looking back from there to now, he fully trusts me when I say, I've got an idea, hear me out, and then he'll, he'll, he'll know when I feel passionately about something or if I come to the table with something that yeah. usually I'm onto something, usually. So tell me about the, um, your off-air teammates, so Ben and Ellie. It, it's, a, it's the little team that could. It's, it's yes. such a great combination. Well, that's such a nice name for us. I totally <laughs> agree. Um, 
I wanted to talk about Ellie because it feels like you've got a partner in crime from a creative perspective. And I'm wondering, uh, you know, it's one thing to have on-air chemistry with someone, but it feels like you've got this wonderful off-air chemistry with Ellie. She gets you, she she understands you, and she um, visually captures you in a really interesting and funny way. Oh, she's a truly talented human being. Um, she's got such a big skill set and she's a great talent in her own she right. Is, yeah. And I'm so blessed to have her as a part of the team because she's such a great person to work with and I value her skill set that she brings to the table but also the friendship that she gives to me on a day-to-day basis and it's just so great. I can literally look at her. I know this is coming from bridesmaids and I'm like, I can communicate with her. <laughs> just by looking at her, and that's how it is. And it's really interesting to see even, I mean, producer Ben, over the time, he really gets me now yeah, too. Yep. And I'll say to him, I'm like, i got an idea, and he's the same. He's like, and he gets really excited about when I've got an idea because mm. he, he can feel how passionate and excited I get as well, and I'm just truly blessed to have such amazing colleagues to work with every day. How much work do you have to do to get this right? Because it's a it's a real thing for me when you see teams that are on the same page. You mm-hmm. can absolutely hear that on the air. And, yeah, and it's I mean it's so obvious for people with ears. Um, you know, good programming ears. You can hear shows that are connected and and that are thinking alike and are all heading in the same direction. How much time did you have to spend or continue to spend on? Um, generating that kind of uh, clarity and certainly around what you're doing. Every day, right. Craig. I I truly think the amount of effort you put into the team off the air is just as important as what you're doing on the air. Mm. And I think that kind of feeling, and I was talking to someone about this the other day because it doesn't come around all the time. Right. I mean, I've worked in radio and I've worked in different teams and you don't get that special kind of feeling in amongst a group all the time. And I said, I think I said to someone, I hope that it comes from a place where I'm so passionate about what I do every Mm. day. And I think, I hope that it rubs off onto other people. And I honestly think when you're in a group of people who are all so passionate about what we're creating, it, it not only creates a great relationship environment for everyone, but it creates a great show and content and mm. you can just hear it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's um, – I remember talking to Dave Cameron often when Hamish and Andy were, were on the ascendancy and uh, you, we would take a moment just to kind of check ourselves and go, right, this is a moment in time. We better enjoy this for what it is because yep. this may never, ever happen again in our careers. Not that we had anything to do with it. We were just <laughs> at close range and watching these incredibly talented young men do what they were doing. But um, so, you know, I reckon part of the deal is to go, this is really good. Let's make sure we enjoy it and appreciate it for what it is whilst it's happening because it as and. You do radio long enough, you have some great shows and then you have times which you know where it can be much, much harder. And sometimes you can forget, you know, yeah, and then you, totally. sometimes you Take need to granted. step back and be like, yeah. we fucking get to do this amazing <laughs> job, you know, where we have to create these amazing moments and we get bloody paid for yeah. it. Like, let's enjoy it as yeah. well. And I think we've already had a ton of those moments on, our, on this show that we're making right now and- a really cool part about working in New Zealand and on this team is we get to travel as a team a lot. Yep. And I think that automatically creates, you know, that sense of camaraderie and like just closeness of to course. each other. Yeah. yeah. It's that social spitballing. The things that you talk about away from work um, is potentially content for the show. A hundred percent. 
This is Radio Game Changers. Follow Craig on Twitter at CB underscore Bruce. Bree is a crack-up, hilarious, wild, crazy, daring, shameless, smart-ass. That's what the audience is saying about you. It's all good. It's all good. Um, there were parts of the audience that didn't like you when you started, yes. and which is you know really normal and, and, and typical for a team replacing a show like Jason PJ and, and certainly for an Aussie coming into New Zealand, and I'm sure it's happening for PJ to a degree um, going into Melbourne. How did you deal with those negative comments? And, and not, not, not suggesting it was a tidal wave, but um, it's. Uh, I was talking to Tanya Hennessy the other week on the podcast and she was talking about the, the hate group that she had yeah. in Canberra. You know, and I think about what Ben and Liam went through, you know. Oh, horrific. Helen back on Triple J. Uh, and then I'd relate it back to my career in radio where I never saw one single negative comment and would have, you know, you would have killed me. You didn't if I get had. that and aspect, I, no. I wonder, how, you know, how do you deal with that sort of thing? <sighs> one thing that was interesting, Craig, coming over to New Zealand is the text machine. Um, and I didn't really brace myself for, and to be honest, we were really lucky, or I was really lucky. Um, I didn't really cop all that much online or on the text machine. But one comment during the show when someone texts in and they've commented about some content it, you've just done, yep. um, that threw me because I'm not used to that, reading direct feedback as you're doing the show. Um, and I made the conscious decision to not uh, look at the text machine for the first, I think it was probably the first three or four weeks yeah. that we were on air. Um, just because it changed, not because, you know, I was letting them win, but I didn't want it to change me and what I was putting out um, on air yeah. during the show. So I just made that conscious decision. Um, but the most interesting part for me was when I would meet people out. And it was probably a couple of months after we'd been on the air. And I reckon this has happened well over 10 times. And I've had someone come up to me and they go, Oh, yeah, that girl from ZM. <laughs> and I'll say, yep, that's me. No, probably I was like, yeah, it's me. <laughs> and they'll say, you know, I hated you. I hated you at the start. Yeah. And I said, oh, how come? And they're like, because you're Australian. I hated you. And I said, great, is this going anywhere? And they said, but you won me over. Yep. And they said, I don't even hear the accent anymore. Mm. And, I mean, there's probably a ton of people that still hate me and they just don't come up to me. But yeah. those few people, like, it's happened to me multiple times where they've said, I automatically hated you. Mm. And you know what? I kind of get it because I'd probably think the same if I was in Aussie. Well, I mean, it would happen um, – it happens for Australians on Australian shows. This is not an Australian yeah. in, in Kiwi problem. It's just uh, here's a new voice and she's not the same as the old voice. I'm just going to pick something. You're not PJ and, yeah. and I liked PJ and therefore I don't like you. I mean, and I guess the difference is that, you know, it's right there on your phone sometimes and, mm -hmm. and it's in the studio. And I remember having that conversation with you because I think we were talking about sharing – some of the text responses, uh, and I think I asked in a feedback session, why? Yeah. You, and that's, but that's smart because um, I reckon the same thing would happen for me. If I, I, I'd only need, I could have a hundred positive comments about the podcast. And if you find me one that says, that's it, it's bullshit, it'd just take me, um, take me blinkers away on. And that's the only one you remember, yeah, Craig. <laughs> one of my favorite moments on the air from the last 12 months, and there have been many with your show, was your, I don't know whether it was a review. I guess it was a review of the Pink concert. Mm -hmm. um, do you remember the break? I do remember do the remember break. Do you remember what you said? I, I, I was trying to find it online and I, I couldn't. All I know is that it was really, really powerful and there were lots of themes inside it. But um, 
Uh, take me through. Can you yeah. share that with us? So there was a moment uh, at the Pink concert um, where she, and it went viral online, but she covers it off in her concert as well, where she talks about her young daughter um, and how her young daughter in the car once um, said to her, Mummy, I'm ugly. And Pink goes on to talk about, um, you know, how she's copped a lot of hate in her life and she's never changed for anyone and there's people that like her for her and, you know, that's just who she is Mm. and she can't change that. And I had this moment where I was sitting there and I got a bit emotional at the concert um, because I was like, you know, I've been through that my whole entire life. I've never been the stereotypical female and I've always kind of – tried to find my way about how to, you know, I've always been this girl who loved comedy and I love to make people laugh and I've been a bit brash and I'm, you know, taller than most girls and I'm a bit bigger and I just got to that point where I was exhausted of trying to be something that I wasn't and I couldn't hold in who I was anymore. I was like, this is me. I just have to be who I am. And I think it was at that point where I truly started to see where people truly connect with you when you're living your absolute true self. And, I mean, there's a whole range of stuff um, with me as a person that I could cover that that entails, you know, and I'm still working on it. There's still parts of me that I'm working on sharing more and more of. Um, But, yeah, I just couldn't hold in who I was. Mm. And I just had to, you know, let it out, whether that be farts or not, Craig. (laughs) (laughs) Too many fart jokes on the show. That's a whole separate – that's for the air check. (laughs) Breathe tomorrow. The um, so it's one thing to think that, and it's a and, and it's one thing to experience that. But take me through. Um, so why did you feel like that was the moment to share with the audience? So you know the 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 shot. It, w- it was a really powerful moment. Yeah. Um, you know, I think um, I think sometimes shows. Uh, can overextend themselves mm-hmm. into these areas because yeah. um, you know that emotive content can generate an incredible response if it's done right. But I think if you do it all the time, it just becomes fatiguing, right? And it I just yeah. struck a t- it, so um, so you're three or four months into uh, living in a new country, mm-hmm. being on a brand new radio station. Um, it's a ballsy thing to put that on the air. Yeah, and oh, I'm someone who I mean. You would know, Craig, I like to do the comedic route most of the time. Uh, I don't like to get super serious all that often. Um, I'm not all that comfortable talking about super in-depth things. Um, I think it was, I don't know, I felt like I needed to do it for me, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. I felt like, um, yeah, I was at that point where I wanted to share that part of myself. And there is so much more to me than, um, you know, comedy and fart jokes and the funny girl. There is a lot more to me. And um, I think I'm, as I'm getting older, Craig, uh, yeah, I I wanted to do it for me. Mm. And I wanted to do, that's not something that I've really done um, on the air before. And I'm slowly starting to kind of unravel more parts of me and give the audience more parts of me, I think. What was the response from the audience? It was overwhelming. Um, I had a lot of female um, females message me, and they said, "You know, I've I feel exactly how you feel, and hearing you talk about it just made me feel, I don't know, like I I wasn't alone." And I was like, "You know what? That's the biggest gift that I could ever be given. That someone, you know, felt more accepted or felt like they were, you know, they were just 
They were just them, mm. and that's that's okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, you were talking about the fact that you love comedy and things like that. But having heard the show for the last twelve months, I mean, you do use the radio for good and not evil. And, and you know, you're a champion of marriage equality, suicide prevention. You've mm-hmm. raised money for cancer research. You've raised awareness for domestic violence. I'm tipping some of those morals have come from that beautiful Italian family of yours. Oh, I'm so blessed to have grown up in the family that I grew up in, yep. and I have amazing parents and amazing siblings, and um. Yeah, you don't really realise it at the time when you're growing up and I think I had a really good mix of, you know, my mum and my dad, very different, um, but they both great gave me such great, um, I think, lessons and examples of what it was to be a good person mm. and I think um, I'm just so blessed to have had those people in my life. Mm. Mm. Your mother is a, a fucking cracker. <laughs> <laughs> Don't encourage her, Craig. When, when did you realise that she was this continuous stream of content for oh. you? Because, we, I mean, we haven't talked about it yet, but mm. you've got this online audience. You, you've made videos that have been shared and watched by movie stars and, and you've got a family <laughs> that, that movie stars, uh, you know, follow like. Weird. Your son, um, when, when did that start to fall into place for you? Oh, God. My whole life I knew she was a bit of a, you know, she had a screw loose. Um, but I think... I don't even know. I think it just kind of happened. She was a regular person on our show when I did the show with um, Gaundy. Yep. And she was just a regular character that people just loved. Yeah. And she would have her own segments and then she would pitch us segment ideas and we'd be like, settle down, mum, you're not a radio person. Yeah. Um, but it was when I had all this built-up content that I couldn't do on radio and – bit crass, you would say, and it wasn't appropriate for breakfast radio. And I just started recording what my mum and my relationship is like. That's just us. Right. I just started recording it, yep. you know, at one point. And when I put it online, I think the first video I ever posted of my mum and I, um, it had over 2 million views in two days. 2 million views in two days. It was just crazy. And what does that look like on your phone when that is happening? What you- <laughs> My phone nearly blew up. Like, I had to turn it off. Like, it was just crazy. I was overwhelmed because that was one of the – I think that was the second video that I posted that went really well. Yeah. But that one was just out of the stratosphere crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a content strategy for, for video? Uh, uh, strategy is an old man word. <laughs> do you have a plan? Do you no. have a do – you, do you have what, – what, what's your video – sort of pathway. No, fuck no, Craig. I don't know what I'm doing. I just post stuff when I feel like it's good or if I have an idea, I'm like, oh, I'm keen to do that. I look at the video content and creating stuff. I just really enjoy it and I don't put pressure on it. And I think as soon as you do that, it takes the fun out of it and it takes out the that spontaneity of, you know, I can post at any time. I can post whatever. You you don't know what's coming, and yeah. that's the way I like it. I don't really have a strategy, um, but I mean, there's content that I know will go really well, and um, I try and look for that stuff every now and then. Um, I think my mum and I have done six videos together now. Well, I have done videos that she is a part of. She's in it against her against her own will. Right. Um, 
She, She's forced. And, and I mean, the most, most recent one with the ZM Drive show, the the Seven Rings video. So for those of you who haven't seen it, get online and have a look at it. Bree's mum doing a version of Seven Rings, which is quite possibly one of the funniest things oh I've seen this year. Fuck. And she was just freestyling halfway through, wasn't she? Mate, she's a natural. She's a born talent. <laughs> Unbelievable. It's funny, uh, just as a theme over the last couple of weeks, I've spoken to Tanya uh, Hennessy and and Sam Mack coming up. Well, actually, what day? It's Sam's on Friday. Both Um, amazing content creators. uh, Christian Hull. Oh, incredible. uh, The Daily Talk Show boys. And all of them, so this is Tommy Jacket and and Josh Jansen. Love those guys too. And the theme with all of you is that um, it's the creative process. It was really interesting talking to Sam about this because Sam's come from a, a radio background and He's making TV and, you know, sort of, which is your favourite? And he said, well, it's just, I just like making content. So mm-hmm. I'm really platform agnostic. It's just, um, I- I'll make it and wherever it goes, it goes. And, um, I mean, that must be incredibly liberating to have that as a, as a starting point because you're in total control of your own destiny then, aren't you? It's, it's so amazing to have that as a sounding board. And I use it a lot um, of the time for radio content too where even if it's just picking up my phone and I'll do an Instagram story where I've got kind of an idea and I'll see the response from people inboxing me and I'm like, oh, this is something that resonates with yeah, people. Yeah. I could use this. Yeah. Um, so it's so awesome to have that and I'm very, very lucky um, that I've got a community like that that is so supportive of mm. me, Craig. It's so incredible that people actually know who I am and they actually like what I'm doing. I mean, what an amazing gift. I um, It was funny talking to Tanya about it the other day and obviously she's got the online audience and she has the radio audience and she said the radio audience was the one that would give her the 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 most depth in terms of feedback and she felt like the relationship mm-hmm. with them was stronger than her online audience do you have a view on that or what how does it work for you the radio audience compared to the social media audience is i think completely different because a radio audience that tunes into you every day they really get to know you and your whole entire life yep, and yep. they will see and hear things about you on that show that i don't think i would ever put to social media or, mm. you know, the social media aspect kind of get the one note and the right. radio audience get the whole package. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Uh, brave, smart, funny, honest, open. That's my feedback, not the audience. You are going to be a superstar. And the thing that I love about you is that when you become a superstar, you're already well and truly on your way. Um, you will be the same person as you are today. You're a, a ripping, ripping girl. And um, it's been so much fun working with you on uh, this show. And thanks for coming on the podcast. What a compliment, uh, Craig. And I truly can't thank you enough t- for having me on a podcast that I've followed <laughs> the whole time. This is weird. Mum, I'm on the podcast. I'm on Game Changers. <laughs> thanks, Craig. Over 150 radio and television stations are programming their playlists with Music Master in Australia. It's everywhere. And it works. It's about working smarter and working faster with Music Master scheduling. Check out version 7 at bit.ly forward slash Music Master is everywhere. Radio Game Changers, a Bad Producer Productions podcast. Edited by Clint Bryce. Research and production support from Kate Mead. Subscribe now at radiogamechangers.com. Like us on Facebook. And follow Craig on Twitter at CB underscore Bruce.